Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I also live in Lake Forest. I'm joined today with my co-hosts, Scoo Walker and Sasha Castle. Did I pronounce that right? Sasha? You, you did. Thank you, Pete. All right, good. Because sometimes people say I mispronounce people's names. Uh, ain't that right, Scoo Williams? One of the goals of the podcast is to shed light on local issues. And with the election coming up on uh, April 6th, uh, the opposition party for the school board sent out an email last week featuring a lovely Facebook post from Jinja. And it caused a big stinking town. Madeline, who heard that show that came out on Sunday, asked to come on the show to give her a response. We will give our takes and then Madeline will give hers. Okay. Holy cow, where do we where to begin? I think we should give our thoughts of how we interpreted or took that show because everybody has their own perception. And one thing this show is not going to be, you know, we're not going to force our opinions or thoughts on somebody else because it's a waste of time. You know, we're not I don't think we're going to change anybody's beliefs here. That's not what we're doing. I think the value that this podcast could have out there is it could be like a relief valve where you know, there's conversations being had. The lady we had on last week, I mean, obviously that's the minority, or I think it's the minority. It's not the majority of the people in town. But there are a few people that feel that way, and I, I can't change the way that they feel. Uh, I don't know if anybody can. Uh, so that's, the, the you know, the first thing. We're not going to edit anybody's, you know, comments. We'll, get, we'll only edit them if they say, hey, could you please uh take that out and if it's a request of the guests you know we'll do that we will do our best to get to the bottom of, of the truth uh obviously we didn't do that with ginger last week uh you know when someone makes a claim on the show we'll try and research it or ask for listener feedback to clear up any issues uh we'll have them come on doesn't mean we're always going to get it right but eventually uh, there are people like Ginger out there that, that feel that way. Again, uh, you know, I think that's a minority. We don't question how someone feels. That's their feelings. Uh, I haven't seen the things that she was talking about on the show. Scoo, you picked a great show not to uh, uh, be a part of. Uh, <laughs> ah, you probably wouldn't have wanted me on there. <laughs> You know, Scoo, Sasha, you know, what are your what are your takes on that? Let's let's get Scoo first, because, you know, he kind of got blindsided on that one. It was a Sunday show. Next thing you know, oh, my God, what are, what's everybody talking about? Scoo, what, what do you got to say? Well, I, I mean, I think it, it's uh, it's great that people want to come on and talk and all that. But I think um, Ginger is uh, I disagree with everything about it. I mean, first off, I. You know, her post, I mean, to say that, uh, you know, what's the big deal? Um, I think it's atrocious. If I if I use that word anywhere, I mean, that's that's got to be the number two worst word you could ever use in the written language or in verbal. And right. to say it a couple times and to paint the brush of every mom in Lake Forest, I think is just absolutely insane she has may have some good points and all that but when you lead off with that kind of comment you you don't have any valid points and at least in my mind that you have the nerve i mean to use 
You know, Facebook is saying, well, that's my private posting. Facebook and social media, I'm sorry, are not private. Because if I can look at it and I'm not friends with her, that's not private. And it's ridiculous that that level of meanness has is even out there. It's just great. Like I said, if I said that, (laughs) I would be, uh, you know. We'd be dragged down the street. Yeah. I mean, and it's not saying that it's that way, but, you know, to there's other civil ways to have discussions about differing viewpoints. And I, I can respect her background, her, you know, knowledge, you know, how she got to where she is financially. That's all great. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, and everyone can run their own business. And if she wants to run a pot dispensary or whatever it is, more power to you. And yeah. to sit there and say, you know, people are, you know, attacking and, you know, get out of my town. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't buy it. I've been here uh, my entire life and there's been good people, bad people. There's that way everywhere. But, you know, to start hiding behind social media and then making an excuse. When I listened to that podcast, it was nothing but excuses for why she did something. Besides, you know, her health, yeah. I understand she's sick. That's horrible. But using that as an excuse and then coming back by saying, you know, I have lawyers all lined up to do that. I mean, come on, you know, that's, that's, you know, and then on top of it, she's, she's not really technically, she is a resident, but you know, she's moving her kids to another school district, which I I always kind of find that invalid. If you're going to start preaching about how property taxes should be in the community, all that, and you don't pay property taxes, I kind of have an issue with that, but that's, that's my opinion. But all I got to yeah. say is that type of language, I don't care what side of the fence you're on is unacceptable. And at least when I was growing up, I mean, that word you couldn't, I mean, that's the, in my opinion, the second worst word you can use and to sit there and just kind of say that, Oh, I, I'm going to stand by that's how I grew up on a farm and all that. I mean, I guess she must've called that to people all the time on the farm, but, uh, no, and I don't agree with it. Yeah. You know, when you have that, I, I I see through some of her points, but I have a hard time even agreeing with some of the points that I might even agree with just because of how you went about doing it. I mean, it's just, it's uncalled for and you can't paint everyone by the same brush and that's what she's doing. And if they don't see it her way, you know, I, but I guess that's how society is nowadays. If you don't see it, you know, one extreme way, then you're, you know what? So I was glad I wasn't on there, but, uh, yeah, you know, love to have that conversation with her. I don't think she wants I, to have it with me. Scoo, I, I could have used your help, man. I, I just, I'm like, Sasha. Yeah. Help. You were struggling there. Help, help, help. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And, and I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let anyone interfere with me when, you, you know, even when it's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I know what to say, but I'm not going to let that uh, person like that. That's her opinion. That's great. But when you start grouping people in something and yeah. that you don't even know, and I'm sorry, if you don't even have that wherewithal to understand what you're talking about. I mean, that's great. She donated $4,000 to the caucus, but here's my thing on that. That's where I guess my the caucus where I have a little trouble with it is, you know, the caucus vets the right people, in my opinion, if she came through that caucus process, she would fail on the first thing of uh, having a uh, bias. 
And, right. you know, and the caucus, you know, I don't think they should do it this way, but you know what, if they're going to vet and if, if now they're going to take pe- money from people just to fight an election, they need to vet the money too. And if that person, yeah. they wouldn't accept an, a point to a border commission, then they should vet the money and say, sorry, you know, thank you for the, the offer, but we're going to go a different way with that. And what they should do right now, especially after the interview and what she has posted, because I'm really hoping the caucus also, when they vet people now, look at social media of each person to yeah. decide, you know, do they have a, a agenda or are they, you know, have a, a political affiliation that's too strong one side or the other. Hopefully they do that, but you know what they, they should do, which would make, make sense because of all the stuff going on right now. After the election, I don't really care who gets on the board, but yeah. they should give that money back to her and say, thank you very much. But like I said, if I went to the caucus again and wanted to get on a board or commission and I use that word or that word was uh, in my social media postings and all that, are you kidding me? And that's yeah. how it should be. I have about a year into this thing and uh, I'm not part of the money deal. All I know is that I'm doing a lot of interviews and they got me pissed off when uh, you, you get all these good people to put up for the board and then you have the people that didn't get on, they come on and they contest it and then you need money for the lawn signs and all that. I don't know. Yeah, I but Pete, you know, it. I got I got to tell you, after you know, eighty six years of the caucus being in, in place, yeah. this is not the first time they've had a contested election. And you know what? To be honest with you, Pete, the caucus has never had to resort to getting money from a third party, whether it's a political action group or what have you. The money has always come, and that's the uh, that's the obligation of the executive committee on the caucus and the caucus committee members to raise the money. That's why they have a fundraising person. And usually it's in their annual meeting and all that, but the, the general public is going to donate to the caucus. And the, you know, those signs don't cost a lot. And that's what the caucus is responsible for to have in their coffers. That's the sole reason the caucus has funds. They should have the funds because every election is not contested. So they have money in there that they can spend from the caucus to get yard signs for their candidates. And they don't have to engage these different groups that have different agendas because they they defeat their purpose of being non-political, non-agendaized and all that when they engage in people that do have that, even if it is getting money. The caucus does not not have money. They have the money to buy the signs. And it's just that that's a bad excuse, I'm sorry, to say that we have to you know, go this route to get more money. Everyone well, nobody, in the co- community of Lake Forest is a member of the caucus. And, you know, that's what fundraising is. That's what nonprofits do. Board members on nonprofits, they got to raise money just like the, the caucus committee people. That's their responsibility, too. In, in times when there's our contested elections and, Pete, you know, uh, you know congratulations. I mean, I, I respect everything you're doing with the caucus committee, because it is hard work. I was part of it. I was the yeah, chair did, for the uh, third ward. And I know how hard it is. And people don't get how hard it is, because what you're doing is nothing but interviewing and begging people to be part of a border commission and to volunteer in a great community. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And when they don't want to do that, that's the hard part to find people. And a lot of people don't realize that. But that's, I mean, and everyone is a part of the caucus. 
sorry to say that people don't want to say that you are, yeah. if you live in Lake Forest, you are a member of the caucus. Amen, brother. Sasha, you started wow. all this. What, what did, wow. your first wow. show, you jinxed us. What do you guys I say? guess I did. Well, first, I think it was really hard to get a thought in with Ginger, you know, balancing that trying to be respectful and giving her a platform for what she was trying to communicate. Um, that being said, mm -hmm. you know, I probably should reiterate a couple mm -hmm. of points that I tried to get across. Maybe they didn't come across, but, you know, I noted that I was taken aback by her post. You know, it wasn't anything that I would post. It's not how I talk whether that's, you know, on the phone through text message or social media, it's not, it's not my word choice. I mean, some of them, I didn't even know how she came up with some, <laughs> some of those words, um, you know, outside of the one that you're talking about school it was it, the post went in a little bit further and was very colorful. Um, that being said, I, <laughs> I, I think that her vibe is a bit extra. I think that she, you know, she said she uses her social media to get conversations going. I think, you know, maybe her vibe is to be interruptive. Um, but I agree with you, Scoo, that you can have certain ideas that if you don't communicate it in the right way, you lose people with your delivery. So I do think there were nuggets of, um, things that Ginger talked about that I think because she used the words that she used, it got lost in there. You know, and I said, I think everyone has varying opinions when it comes to COVID and for every mental health professional that says children should be in school. There are ones that say school doesn't look the same and everybody's spaced far apart and school looks different. And some say wear a mask, some don't. I mean, when we first started this, we were Lysoling all of our groceries and now we're not doing that. So as time has gone on, things have changed. Um, I think where I have a hard time with, and, and I do disagree with you, school with, school with all due respect, I think that she's a private citizen. And I think that, you know, when you start using people that donate, that aren't, a lobbyist is she's just a local mom. I think that that was where it went a little too far for me. You know, I just think. It well, was well, Sasha, let me, let me interrupt you there because I, I totally disagree with you. I, I, I appreciate you disagree. Okay. With well, me, let me, let me her, finish. Her first, her first thing was that she said, you know, I'm not political. And then she rattles off all this political stuff that she was. Right. I know, but school, here's the thing. <laughs> I gave you a platform. Please let me finish. You know, with all due respect, she is a donor. She's a donor. She's not, I mean, there are been people in the town, which I know you know who I'm talking about, that donate all across the United States. This is a local mom. And while I'll disagree with her and how she characterized people, you know, I think she's a person to blast her on social media and in, in emails, I think are wrong. And she brought up and Madeline, I think you brought it up with Pete when you reached out to him, everything that was going on with signs. I have seen so many signs and it take a different life. And I think there's bad behavior on both signs. The only winner are the people making the signs. I've seen, I've seen signs for both slates at foodstuffs, at Deer Path Middle School, 
I do not believe that the caucus is endorsing it. I do not believe that the slate candidates are endorsing it. I think there are individuals in our town that are taking this sign thing to a whole new level. I've heard of caucus signs being in opposing candidates' yards, which again, these are people, it's juvenile, it's a bad look for our town or our towns if you include um, Lake Bluff in it. You know, I think with Ginger, that I disagree with what she posted, how she posted it, but I think that she's an individual and I think that's when it was taken to the a wrong level. All that's right. My, that's my opinion. That's your opinion. Now we got the most important opinion. Wow. We have Madeline in the waiting room. Madeline, are you still there? I'm still there. Well, <laughs> let me just- it's hold, so, hold, it's, hold on, Madeline. How, how did we connect? Okay, well, first of all, it's so- nice to talk to all of you. And I think it's so great that you allowed me to come on because um, I'll tell you how we connected. I listened to the podcast. I was on my way to Heinen's and I sat in the parking lot for an hour listening to the podcast at Heinen's. So then after I went shopping, I was still like heated. And so I went home and I immediately, I, I forget, Pete, did I email you or call you? Did I email you? You, you? you emailed, you started with an email. Yeah. And you immediately got back to me, which I was amazed that you immediately got back to me. And then I think you called me. I, 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 I gave you my number. Hey, give, give me a call because yeah. sometimes, okay. you know, okay. things and can so be taken then, out of context. So we, so you, yeah. you called me. Okay. And so then poor Pete was on the phone with me for what, like, 45 minutes. I don't know. It wasn't heated. I was just amazed at what I heard and so depressed. And I have to say angry at some parts. Let me just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm, um, we've lived here since 1993. I've had three kids graduate from the high school, but 10 years apart from oldest to youngest. So I've seen a real difference in the school system from when, oh gosh, don't even, my youngest is a junior in college. So three years ago, she graduated. And then it was 10 years ago that my other son graduated. I've seen a lot of difference in the high school. And I've also, and and in all honesty, a caucus guy, a really great caucus guy asked me years ago to be on the caucus, but I was like busy with like a lot of other volunteer things. And now, you know, after I talked to Pete, I'm like, I'd love to be on the caucus, (laughs) help me be on the caucus because my whole thing, before I even jump into it, I totally not only love Scoo's name, I totally agree with everything (laughs) Scoo just said. So uh, to just agree with, I loved all the can, oh, oh, wait, Pete. Yeah. Pete said, you really can't contribute to this until you watch the debate. So I was like, okay. Okay, so once again, an hour later, (laughs) I called him up and um, I'd listened to the debate. And to be perfectly honest, after listening to the podcast, I was totally nervous because I have one of those MMMG blue signs in my yard. So I was thinking, holy mackerel, one of them, you know, there's a smoking gun there and I'm going to really eat my words. 
So I listened to the debate. They were all lovely people. I mean, they were all well-educated. They were all well-spoken. Right. Um, some were better educated, some were more well-spoken, but I really was impressed with all of them. Then I started listening to their viewpoints. And this is where I totally agree with Scoo in that it's not, I could go into it and maybe I will later. I disagreed with the caucuses choices on how they would handle the things. So now if I'm disagreeing with the caucus and the caucus is me, then I was kind of bummed. So I know a lot of people who feel that fiscal responsibility, especially in the state of Illinois, is a necessity. They don't want to tax and spend. And I think on the school board, it would be a good idea to have both opinions on the school board so that you don't have everybody who wants to spend, 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 spend. And I don't know if it's just the majority in the caucus who vote in these candidates, but I know that some of the candidates that are running were turned down by the caucus. And then I'm thinking, why were they turned down from the caucus? Because I think it had to, it couldn't have been their personalities or their their character, their requirements, it had to have been their views. And the thing is, a lot of people have their views. So why did that happen? And that whole thing about the money that, that um, the guest last week gave, if the caucus is not comfortable with her viewpoints and is not comfortable being associated with that type of a person, I don't think they should take that money either. Because if you take that money and go, yeah, we hate her, that's not right. I mean, it, it's not right to take that money. And one of the things she said in the podcast last week was that she donated that $4,000 to, um, to make a flyer that was not political, just informative of the candidates. And then she said terrible things about the other candidates. And and I have to think, why? What? Just to get your point across, you're going to say terrible things about people? I'm not for that at all. And so just after the podcast and after um, Pete and I spoke, I got this and I've been going over to visit my aunt over at Lake Forest Place every day. And she got this in the mail too. And of course, for podcast purposes, you can't see anything. But it's this big flyer that everybody in Lake Forest, I assume, got. And it says that Superintendent Mike Simic to resign as Lake Forest School Chief, big thing. Uh, the next one, Lake Forest High School Principal Holland leaving the district at the end of the school year. And then underneath, it says that the opposition's repeated public attacks on the staff have contributed to key staff departures. And I'm thinking, wow, that's an amazing statement. I don't think Chala Holland does anything Chala Holland doesn't wanna do. I don't think anybody chased her out of Lake Forest. Then I turned it over. And then I said, it says, our next, this election, reject partisan politics. I'm thinking, who said anything about partisan politics? If this is partisan, why are they not? Why are they all in the same boat? What, then it makes me thinking, am I partisan because I disagree with them? This whole thing has been very unseemly to me. I 
of course, the thing with the guest last week was very unseemly. And, and, and poor Pete, you kept trying to rein in the conversation and it was very difficult. Failed. Um, because the tangents were just left, right, it did anything. But Sasha, when you talked about those signs, that's when I stopped disbelieving her because those signs may not be expensive for the caucus, but I know that those signs are expensive for citizens. So I said, sure, because one of the people on the, um, on the side that wasn't chosen by the caucus, the MMMG people, I know very well. Great guy, wonderful guy. So when he started to run, I was like, sure, I'll take a sign. I, you know, I didn't even know anything about any of the other people. So I put the sign in and then I, I was glad I listened. And, and, and Pete, you are right. Everybody should listen to that debate because it'll tell you where people fall. Um, you can tell, you can of, listen to somebody and you can tell if they're conservative or, or liberal. Is that, is that right, Madeline? Well, you have a skill, you have a skill. Oh, I don't have that skill, but I can certainly read and say that yeah. if you reject partisan politics, I'm thinking they're rejecting me. Well, you know, here, here's the thing. What troubles me about the $4,000 is that she said, I donated $4,000 to make flyers. And I don't know if she made them or the caucus went out and sponsored that to do. But there's a big difference to me. And, you know, because I gave $4,000, here's the flyer I want. Because, you know, that's what the caucus executive committee should be doing is if she wants if she wants a flyer done and that's not the process of how the caucus goes about the caucus goes about using uh, yard signs. That's their big spend. And probably nowadays it's a little bit more on social media, but yet again, I haven't seen caucus social media on this issue. It's yeah. always someone else supporting it to say, I, I gave $4,000 specifically to create a flyer. That's partisan, whether whatever side of the, Isle, you want to say, to give money and say, here's money to a nonprofit, but only use it this way. That's not what donating to a nonprofit is. That's, that's I don't a think that she told them what to put to in the flyer. I think that there was a general thought that the other slate was sending out multiple flyers and the campaign material of the caucus was simply just writing the people's names. And I'll say, mm -hmm. I don't think that that's effective. And I also don't, with all due respect to you, Scoo and you, Pete, I'm not on the caucus. I'm a truly independent person. I think saying we vet these people, I think this is 2021. I wanna, I wanna hear, like you said, Madeline, I wanna hear them talk in their debate. I wanna know what their priorities are. I think just listing people's names and I'm told you guys vetted them so I should believe and trust you. I'm sorry. I have a brain. It's 2021. I want to use it. You know, I, I'm not June Cleaver from 1960. So I think, uh, well, no, one, no one was June Cleaver. <laughs> no, I know. But I think, I think Ginger was saying that because I've heard rumblings from quite a few people that 
you know, you're right. This isn't the first contested election. The caucus needs to join people in this new age and they need to communicate something other than we vetted people and here are their names. And well, that's just- let me just say when you vetted, and again, I, I really, you know, people need to understand if you live in Lake Forest, it, you know, the caucus is not about a political party. It is not. Whether you're liberal, Democrat or Republican, that's not what it's about. If you live in Lake Forest, it's the caucus system of how people get appointed to boards and commissions. That is the process. You know, whether you're independent, you're still a part of the caucus. You can say I'm not, but you are. When, when the caucus says they vet people, they do vet people. People volunteer. This is not a paid position. People volunteer, and it takes a lot of hard work that a lot of people don't want to commit to when they want, they want to be on a committee or a commission. And it takes a lot to interview and find these people. And sometimes the people aren't found are right because other people don't step up to volunteer. And the process is, it goes through a process of vetting someone. First off, the person's presented to their ward and the, the nine people that are representing your ward on the caucus interview the client or the, the person, potential board or commission member. And then if that person is vetted through the ward, that ward is then brings it up to the entire caucus, which is four wards nine people on each ward and an executive committee. I believe it's Pete, eight people or nine or 43 people now. 43, and and yeah. that, that process is a well-run process that when someone is going to get to a final border commission, they go in front of the entire caucus and have an interview. Okay. An interview that everyone at the caucus at the caucus committee level interviews that individual. And then they vote on that person to move up onto a slate of whatever board or commission. Now, these other people that ran that are on the, as people are saying, on the other side, they may have gone through the, the process also. But when that process gets to the point where the entire caucus is viewing it, even though that one person that didn't get selected might be fantastic and maybe very qualified, the other person that went before them might be better according to the other people. And that's how that process works. And sure. it's not to say one person's political. There's not once, and it shouldn't be, it wasn't when I was on the caucus, but it, it shouldn't, the political party is not, it does not matter right. because it's not asked and it never should be. So whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, independent, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're part I, of the caucus if you I live in the community that and scene. they are vetted correctly. But what I but you're not hearing me. What I am saying is this. 4 years ago when this first was contested the vernacular that was used and it's being used now is hey guys vote like the caucus vote for the caucus slates. They've been vetted I said on the last show, what I like about the caucus specifically for 115 is they produce a balanced slate that also includes Lake Bluff. I think it would be very easy to skew everything towards Lake Forest because the high school's here and whatnot. I think they do a purposeful job to have a balanced slate, especially for 115. That being said, I 
if you tell me do it because I told you and we know what we're doing, I will still, and there's somebody contesting it. My background is that I'm going to research everybody. I'm going to make the best decision for me. I'll be honest. I voted. And I will tell you in 67, I did not use all my votes. I did not want to vote for somebody and I did not. So that's my choice. Pete can tell you, he came around with his little list of people to get signatures for. And I said, I'll sign for these people and these people I'm not signing for. And like you said, I am the caucus and that's my, that's my choice. And part of that is not saying you guys don't know and I know better. It's saying I have a choice. Okay, and you, it's okay. If I could just add to that, Sasha, because please. I do think what you're saying is absolutely right, but a lot of people will not go to that trouble. And so that's why we've got this great system of the caucus vetting, and they have, you know, uh, Pete was telling me that this vote for a certain candidate, yes or no, could be 23 to 20. So I'm just thinking that if somebody has not been vetted and maybe nobody with that mindset has been vetted to be on the caucus slate, why can't they, who are also members of the caucus by all of this definition, why can't they run in opposition? Because they're feeling that their representation is not being heard. So if we've got a big majority of Lake Forest that isn't being voted on by 43 people, why can't they vote? Why can't they run? They can, but I guess what I'm saying is then, then you have the issue that we, you know, the caucus ran into where the campaign things that they're sending out, I got a, a door hanger and it just told me the people's names. It didn't tell me anything about them. Mm -hmm. And so I think the thought, and I hear what you're saying, Madeline, that that's not really just talking about people's positions. It's kind of, you know, a political advertisement. I, I hear what you're saying on that, but I think maybe the goal was to send some sort of literature out that didn't just pe put people's names, doing double face, glossy, multiple flyers. Right. And, and, and to be honest with you, that that's, that, that's not um, the caucus kind of drop the ball on this whole thing because yeah, they have funds to get the typical yard signs and all that, but um, you know, they are representing the community and you know, that's, that's the role of the executive committee on the caucuses say, should we do this, this and put money, more money towards details of the each candidate, you know, that's not the candidate's fault. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the caucus fault failing on that. And I think that's where they did fail. But, you know, they're, they're, you know, making a couple mistakes here and there and the greater good. I mean, yeah, they, they have, I think I, my opinion's got a little lazy on this. And now they, you know, they fell through all this. All of a sudden it's like, holy cow, this other side's like really kind of, they got a, a pack behind them and they're no, doing they all don't. this stuff. I, and you know, now, I, now they're getting, now they're getting, uh, you know, nasty on this. So it's like the you caucus, know you know, now we got to do the other side. I've got to say that nobody's getting nastier than your guest last week. And I, <laughs> well, but the difference is she's a person and these are candidates. So and I just, I no, think but the candidates, I've got to tell you, because I get emails from them and you know what I get in emails. I don't get anything glossy. 
I'll get like a email from someone and it will have the caucuses person's position. And then you read it and you think, well, I don't like that position. And then you'll get a, 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 an email about this person thinks that we should spend more money on the high school because we want to compete with Deerfield and Stevenson. And you're like, COVID? And you want to put more money in the high school? You know, my husband isn't on this. I made him leave the kitchen. But he's like, stop spending just to spend money. If we could just get maybe some people on the school board who think like that, that's what they're looking for. They're wanting more transparency. The thing that said last week about she was horrified that they sent home announcements about lice. And I'm thinking, I'd want to know if somebody had lice in my kid's classroom you know what, you'll be itching, but at least you'll be checking for heaven's sakes. I mean, there were some things, transparency, yes, I think, and maybe even if this is what the caucus is, you know, putting forth their candidates, Sasha, that's what you're saying. Maybe they need more transparency in that this is what our candidates stand for. Because I don't think there are enough people who stand for the other side, that's all, in the caucus. Yeah, I think their literature in the past has listed the people's names and hasn't talked about, you know, ideology and what they're they're running on. I I would argue everyone is looking for fiscal responsibility. No one is running on a platform for, you know, give me your money. I want to waste it. Wait, wait, can I stop for a second? Because there's a guy who's I think the one guy leaving was the only one who voted to not spend a ton of money in the last board. So no, all of these people and all of the board are kind of into spending money, which is if you talk about a hot topic, I mean, like, hold on, man. But have you been into the high school? It's about to crumble. I mean, if you don't take care of your house, I've listened to all, I've listened to all, there are, there are infrastructure problems, even at D67. I've listened to every board meeting. They couldn't change filters for COVID because our ventilation systems are antiquated. Yes, so we, sometimes you do need to spend money. I'm not saying millions, but you know, just like your house, if you don't fix a leaf, then you're going to have to change your whole uh, roof. Yeah, but no, nobody, nobody planned on COVID and saying, "Oh God, you know, you're not equipped to change your building." Out. No one was. Wait, so wait. I mean, that's hold, hold on here. Oh God. <laughs> hopefully, on, hopefully I'll be on the Madeline. Whoever said <laughs> to spend, whoever said to spend money in the comments when I post this thing up, whoever the candidate was, could you you listen to the debate? Whoever said that, put it in the comments because you know there, there's a couple things. I, I I there's not one candidate said, hey, keep the kids home. Uh, there isn't one candidate said, hey, let's go spend some money. It's all been fiscal responsibility. I mean, those are the key buzzwords, you know, that I've heard through the, throughout the whole thing. And just to fact check, if you could put that in there, I'd, I'd appreciate it. I think what this, say it now? Oh, because, like, oh, you can say it now, but I mean, okay, if we just put it in writing. Yeah. The, okay. Well, I could do that. But the, um, the one candidate who was like, he didn't want to get kids back until, you know, safe, safe, safe. We don't want to get back until maybe the fall of next year. And that's such a hard position because 
they're painting, and I hate to use the opposition because it makes them sound like, you know, so horrible. But the other people are like, St. Mary's is open. East Lake Academy is open. Country Day is open with nothing, no problems. And there are all these parents in the public school going, what gives? So they're not saying, send them back without masks. Send them back and let them sneeze on everyone. They're not, I mean, it's like, they're not saying that. They're saying, I think we can safely get these kids back to school. Why aren't they? And that's a reasonable thing. And until they started pressing that point, the other did not, the board did not go with, oh, I think we're going to go right after April. They weren't even thinking about going back until the fall because of this other group of people who were pushing. Yeah. We need that's to get not true for 67, though. 100% not true for 67. Kids have been in school and in District 67 but all not year. But they're full time. They're not. Because they're, they have to be six feet apart, though. And that's amazing that that the the two districts are different when it's under one administration. And and I think if you look at other, if you look (laughs) at other high schools, I think that's where it becomes an issue because I think it's more complicated, but I, I would challenge you for the grade schools. They are in person. They have been. And if your child has an IEP, they can be there all day. Okay. But then that's starting starting recently. It's not. No, they have been in school all year. School. Yes, I have kids in 67 school. They have been there all year for a half a day. And if your kid kid has an IEP (laughs) all day. My wife works at the schools. Good. I mean, I'm a taxpayer. I have kids kids, in the schools. I've listened to every. Okay, that's different than they're not in school. But the thing is, I've got this, these two little girls who moved in over the summer, darling, one's in eighth grade, one's in first grade. They don't have a normal I just wish they could be in school. The bus comes. I wish I was Princess of Monaco. It's not going to happen. What's not going to happen? I wish I was Princess of Monaco just because we wish, you know, I, I, I would, I'm going to say. You don't have to be Princess of Monaco to see that St. Mary's can handle it, that Eastlake can handle because it. Because they're private. Because they are private and they are not, they are not following, the, they have to follow different guidelines. They're private right. schools. Is there federal? Because they're private schools, Madeline. They're so private. Why can't they, listen. Because they're following the protocol the of six feet. I would, listen, well, then, then you it's you it's can. a ridiculous statement. Hey, hey. It's not ridiculous. It's the it CDC is. guidelines. They're following the guidelines. I've listened to every board meeting. I've spoken at several. That's how it goes. All I'm looking for is, so I don't have to go back. Quit laughing at me, <laughs> Scoo. <laughs> yeah, that's a better look. Just in the comments, if somebody else is listening, there's something, because I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a guy with a fancy mic here. There's something with the federal guidelines that the schools have to be run, a public school has to be run a certain way from a private school. I'm guessing that's what the issue is. Could somebody please put in the comments what that is? You have to follow six feet. You know what, hon? That's not true because 
Madeline, in don't Northfield, call me hon, ma'am. In Northfield. Ma'am, don't North call me hon. Let's okay, keep it real. At least real. I didn't call you something else. Um, well, I, you know, you oh, could, and I wouldn't take offense to it. Maybe I, I am. All right, all right. Okay. I don't, so in I don't Northfield, th- I don't think that that's entirely true. Because in Northfield, the K through three were in school all day. So I can tell you what understand. the issue is. It's Pardon simple me? math. It's simple math. I was in the math club. The issue is in Lake teacher. Forest. Okay, let me finish. I, the I issue is this. Person in math class. The issue is this. Are we ready for your math? They need to be at 50% capacity, roughly six feet. There are 80% of parents or children, however you want to say it, that want to be in person. The math doesn't work. So other communities can get to the six feet because a lower percentage of their students want to be in person. If 50% of Lake Forest wanted to be in person and they could be at six feet, everyone would be at six feet all day long. The problem is, and Scoo, your wife works in the system, she probably could tell you, 80% wanna be in person and the 80% doesn't get you to the six feet. That's the problem. Well, of course, now it's three feet, so. Okay, but even with three feet, they sat on the board meeting, there would be challenges. They might have to use other places. They might have to rent tents. They might have to do other things. That's the problem. But they didn't use them. They yeah. spent almost $2 that's, million dollars on exactly alternate right. places and they didn't use them. That's exactly but That's a waste right. of money. Totally. So it's just frustrating. I think it's frustrating for um, parents who have a high schooler and she said, oh, I got to get home because um, my child's not in school today and I need to. I'm like, why? It was a Friday. She goes, I have no idea why. There is, there's these kids need to be back in school. I guess, I don't know if it's Pritzker. I have no idea why that these restrictions are, but it's very difficult for parents when we have three thriving schools in Lake Forest that are full day with the accommodations made. So, and that's not just something that if you want me to write that one down, I can. Yeah. They've made it happen. Right, but it's about the spacing and it's about how much room they have. How big are those? Well, all right, I'm just going to tell you my daughter teaches third grade. She got rid of all of her bookshelves. She got rid of everything so that she could have her classroom with the kids six feet apart. And they've done space surveys. Dr. Shin, if you want to call her, she's the one that has been in charge of this for 67. You don't have to roll your eyes. I can see. Yeah, but I can't see you. It's not fair. So, okay, well, life's oh, not fair. <laughs> oh, God. Well, oh. You don't, I mean, come on. Dude, you don't have help. to roll your eyes. No, I mean, it's not I nice. Just, you talk I, about Ginger not being nice, and I say something, you roll your eyes. I'm Well, I'm sorry. It's a podcast. Nobody's going to see me rolling my eyes. But anyway. Okay, well, I did. Okay. So I'm just saying, how big are those classrooms, Scoo? How many kids are in those classrooms Wait. at Everett? And Just I'm saying, class. go to the source. Sasha, Sasha, let me. The finish. capacity study ha- was done. You're making okay. it seem like they didn't have. They had a company come in. I can tell you this because I've listened on the board meetings. 
Call Dr. Shin. I'll give you her number, Madeline. All right. Okay, we you are know not going to. Aside from Dr. Shin, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying if you've got 20 kids and I know how much room, that those rooms over at Everett are much bigger than the ones over at East Lake Academy. And if my daughter can fit 16 kids in a classroom six feet apart, I bet you any money Everett can. And if Dr. What, what is it, Dr. Who? Dr. Shin. Shin. Shin, if Dr. Shin was over there measuring like we were measuring in August, I'd say, okay, let me, like, you know, I'd love they to did. Over and see. They did. They had a capacity study. It was discussed on one of the board meetings. I like how you think that it's so simplistic, but I'm about, telling oh, you that on, they're saying Ouch. that it's Sasha. not. Sa Sasha, can you? Well, you're hold saying, on, hold oh, on. let's take a measuring Sasha. tape. I mean, you know what I would like is the link to that board meeting where it's talked about. We I would think have, we should, I mean, I've, there have been multiple board meetings. It's whatever on the one what you're referencing. Is, I want to, no, I, I, I want to watch it. I have no idea what you're one. talking about. I would say call, call Dr. Michelle Shin. I'll give you her number. You know what? Let's it get her on here. It was discussed. I don't okay. think she'd go on, but you're uh, a taxpayer. <laughs> so call her. All right. I'm just curious though, math gal that I am, how big are the classrooms over at Everett? Let's just say school. How many kids are there? I, I, I don't know, but I do know all three schools are like clones of each other. So each room's probably, you know, the same taking, you know, bookshelfing or whatever they got in there. They're all not they're true. all kind of Sheridan is much smaller. They're all probably mirror images fewer. of each other. They're, they're all not. I can the tell you way. that they've talked about Sheridan as being the smaller and having more issues. Oh, it is. The smaller That's, population, yeah. It's not about smaller population. Milsk talked okay. about that as having smaller classrooms and she would have a bigger issue. That, that's fine. I was saying the buildings were built like in replicas of each other. If you look at the buildings. I, first of all, I would not, I, I do not question Sasha's stats. That's why she's on the show. And all I'm saying is I want to get educated on it. Look, the, the vote is on the six, what, four days. We, we have Madeline's point. We got Ginger's point. And, and why we started this podcast was nobody knew what the caucus was. So at least people are talking about it. I think it should be a, a maybe a name change where it's, you know, the Lake Forest Volunteer Caucus, because I don't think people understand it's volunteers. You know, we'd like to get some more people involved in it. I think we're going to get a lot of people after. I think Sasha should join. Well, Pete said, I said, no, I'm too opinionated. They'd never take me. I know that I'm self, I'm self-reflective enough to know that I would not get on the caucus. They True story. I said that to Pete. I don't just understand why Ginger's post means anything for anything. Why does that mean that the caucus is not good and it's not their candidates are poor because they accepted the money? I just don't buy it. Well, we have different views on that too. Then these I, and, people, and, I, and I'm not saying what? that Ginger's post was, you know, because of the caucus. I'm saying Ginger's post is what she said. It has nothing to do with the caucus and all that. Well, here's what we yeah. got. But people Hold are on, making it that you shouldn't accept her money because she posted something. No, people aren't. People, I'm making that point. I'm making I think that it's, point. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I have opinion to say that you know the caucus should do that. They shouldn't be taking money for someone that you know, is going to bash and, and you know, be one-sided one about something. I'm not saying everyone's saying that, Sasha. 
Well, and I don't think yeah, everyone I would, is saying I would say that. I've seen some posts from the opposing candidates, and I would say that that's a little yeah, bit. That's, that's talking okay, about that's like the opposing candidates. Because when you say that I've seen this and I've seen that, it's meaningless because I haven't. And when I was listening to the podcast last week and she was talking about all the things that she witnessed, I hadn't. So you can't just say, oh, I've seen terrible things for just as terrible things from the other side. I haven't. And when you look at the yard signs, when she said, oh, you know, people put those yard signs in other people's yards. Who would do that? Nobody would do that. Who'd put a sign in somebody's yard? I thought, no way. And when she said, oh, and they put them in public park, I had to laugh because I was on my way to, I live on the west side. I'm driving by, if any of you know Everett and the train track, or not Everett, um, Old Mill yeah. and the train tracks, there was a, a big uh, caucus sign right there. And I thought, wait, can they do that? They can put that on like public property? I was like, and then I saw another one on an empty lot at the corner of Telegraph and, and Old Mill. And I thought, wait can they do that? I didn't know that they could do that because I had mine on a cul-de-sac that no one will see. And then I drove down Waukegan Road and I saw one at um, the high school, which was kind of looking like it was on that house that was that new house that's not that new. And it was kind of looking like it was there, but it was really on the drive into the high school. And I thought, wow, I didn't know that that could be done. So then, evil that I am, I thought maybe I should ask them for some more yard signs because they only gave me one. I drove by two, three days later, didn't do anything about it. All those signs were gone. So I... Because they're not well, they're, supposed they're, to be they're there. Strict, they're, they're strict <laughs> city ordinances. About I have actual proof. What the other person was saying was that it just happened. And I have personal friends. And I don't believe her. I actually I've, I've gave seen, you proof then. I've seen, Pete. and I can send you, I can send it to Pete, and he can send it to you, pictures of both signs at Deer Path. I saw both signs at Foodstuffs. It's not a good look. No one should put it there. It should be on your personal property. You should have one per property. In my neighborhood, there are signs, multiple signs on one property. That's against mm -hmm. it as well. It's not oh, a good look. That. People there, are there are strict there are strict city ordinances around yard signs and if they're not followed they're removed and that's what people have S thinking not pretty good say, my yard sign was removed because of someone on the opposite party taking it no if, if your yard sign is not approved by a property owner or if it's in a city place that's not allowed those things are coming down if you put a yard sign in a parkway at someone's house that thing's coming down by the city so it, it's kind of interesting how people spin things, but you know, the yard signs, if they're not there, if they're there one day and not the other, it could possibly mean the city took it down right. or, so, well, or someone true. was told, someone yeah. was told on the caucus or whatever, Hey, listen, you have a yard sign that's not supposed to be there. And then someone goes and removes it. So, you know, it, that's, that's, true. Yeah, that's true. I was too. just questioning the veracity of someone asking for a yard sign and then putting it in somebody else's yard. Who would, I mean, that's just a waste of time and energy because I, you know, I, they're I, you know, I haven't seen that either. Hey guys, guess what we got? Look, the election is on the sixth. I've asked everybody to come on and nobody wants to come on before the election. So 
like the uh, campaign uh, leader uh, from the other side. We, we, we chatted for a bit, you know, we're making nice. We're going to get together, have a cup of coffee, you know, get the facts together. And he's going to come on, come on the show. And there's people from the caucus that will come on the show. We can, you know, address these things. I just hope that when people are all fired up out there, at least they can use this podcast for a relief valve to let some of the pressure out because I haven't seen the, the racial stuff that was talked about last week. And I also haven't seen the political thing, you know, in, in the caucus. I mean, here, look, for everybody called Pete the Lib, I got my red hat on right there. Okay. Start sending, the, you know, the hate mail. All I want oh, to boy. do. <laughs> I, I guess I'll be the subject uh, next week. But at least we can get together one, you know, once a week and talk about the stuff that's floating around out there. Because I would like to address it versus sitting at the bar stool and hear one person's point of view. Then you go to somebody else's house and they have, you know, their point of view. The truth is somewhere in, in between. Madeline, do you feel like you got your point across, uh, you know, on the show? Yeah, I hope I wasn't. Um, There's no hope. Abusive, it's, you know, it's your point. I'm not going to change your there's nothing disrespectful. I mean, look, Sasha's got her view. You got your view. Scoo has his view. I'm just a poor guy that started this thing. That nobody will invite <laughs> me over for for Easter. And you dragged me into it. <laughs> oh, hey, you weren't there last Sunday, pal. Tell you what, if we, if we're all cool with that, let's let's uh, wrap up, Madeline. We got a. If there's somebody else that says, "Hey, you got it wrong." Put it in the comments of the, the podcast on Facebook. I won't delete anybody's comments. I won't say there's no, we will stop the commenting for this post like some other uh, pages do. But I think it's important that we talk about this stuff. We got the election on the 6th. We'll get together and uh, there's going to be a line of people that want to talk about uh, getting, getting things right. Madeline, are you good? Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Pete, Scoo, and Sasha. Thank thanks, you Madeline. for letting me come on. Um, yeah, I hope I wasn't. Uh... You were nothing. You t tell your buds to come on too. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to All we'll right. try to offset it each week. Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, so we got uh, we're still live. We're still recording news and notes. Are there any other? To me, the big note is we got the election on the six. We had a football game yesterday, of which I. I braved three quarters of it. That's pretty good for me, Scoo. The of the first game, of the, <laughs> of, the of the first game when it was light out. <laughs> when it was light, there is no light on the uh, home stands. I don't know why how they made that stadium, but uh, it was chilly. What happened in the other game, Scoo? The varsity game. Yeah, Scouts won. They slapped around Libertyville. They got a good team, very man. Good, That's very good team. Yeah, they got a pretty good team. Unfortunately, who, it doesn't mean anything this year. <laughs> well, you know, who who was the unofficial uh, player of the game? Unofficially, I would say, Pete, that uh, he is a three-sport athlete, and I think, personally, probably yeah. the best, best athlete ever to come out of the high school. Holy crap. And uh, he, he plays in three of the major sports and is a huge – contributor on each team and just a talented person and as well as a great kid um do we do you want to yeah, say a number say kate 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 nowick number 80 number 80 okay got it didn't see the play but uh, i'm sure we 
like couple any points. stats, touchdown. Like what do you do? What do you do? Help me out. So when I talk to yeah, him, a couple good catches. I, he had a nice, nice touchdown catch. Some other good catches. He yeah. returns punts. He, he's kind of like that uh, that uh, Swiss Army, Swiss Army knife, knife of uh, f- football players. And he, he plays on the basketball team and the baseball team. And he's he's a major contributor on all three teams as well. Like I said, it's not only being a great athlete, which I think he's probably, my opinion of doing this for 28 years announcing and then going to the high school and all that yeah. got to be the, one of the top one or two athletes to come out of there. But uh, he's a great kid too. And they lost. <laughs> no, no Barrett Wrigley and no win at Wrigley or, or Comiskey. Nope. No Comiskey. Comiskey. That's still around. I did see. In my, in my see, eyes it is. <laughs> <laughs> I did see the police watching stop signs over by the uh, bicycle pass. So, uh, the Peloton Warriors. They heard, uh, they, they heard they you. On the watch out. Sasha, you've been quiet over there. You mad at us? No. Takes more than <laughs> that to make me mad. Oh, all right. What what else has been going on? Any any news of notes that we want to put on here? No. Vehicle stickers come and do. Get your vehicle stickers in. Yep, Go down to the beach. PSA. That's a good PSA. Anybody else out there listening want to come on, please reach out to... Uh, Pete at Lake Forest Isle. Block. I'm gonna close this thing out. I mean, I got to get a sip of water or something, man. I I a feel nap. beat up. I feel beat up. You didn't look really good. say anything, Pete. I was swallowing ah. my tongue. I'm like, all right, Cassilli. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Oh boy. Again, I'm Pete with my co-hosts, Scoo Walker and Sasha Cassilli. Wrong. <laughs> okay. Castle. Okay, Cassilli. Pete at lakeforestisle.blog. The link will be in the podcast notes below. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo and Sasha, have a great day and a great good Friday. Cue the music.